Warning, the following may contain suggestive content and language and may not be suitable for some listeners. Hello, Swamplings. I'm your boy, Jay Shrek, and welcome to Ogre Booth. This is my first full official episode, and I am very excited, quite excited, to give you this podcast. I am going to start off by giving you guys a quick brief summary about what I'm going to be covering, what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So, I will be talked about in every single uh, Sunday episode. Something uh, small in form of news or how I feel about something of a specific topic in four categories. TV, film, music, and gaming. And within this episode, I will be talking about Doctor Who a little bit with the new season with Jodie Whittaker. I will be talking about the possibility of the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe ending. I will be talking about the rap beef between Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly, and I will be talking a little bit about uh, the Nintendo Online and the, the most recent Nintendo Direct. Hopefully, with my brother, uh, I will be recording that at a later time today, just in case, because I don't know if He'll be up for it. He is a little shy about public speaking and everything, but he said that he might think about being on the show. So stay tuned for that. That will be the main big uh, session of this podcast and what this podcast is named and followed after. So I hope you guys are excited because I'm going to just jump right into this. Now, first I wanted to talk about uh, the new season of Doctor Who, uh, uh, series 11, with Jodie Whittaker. She is the new Doctor. It's crazy because every single Doctor prior to her has only been male. And then just within the last, like, few seasons, they finally introduced the fact that these Time Lords in Doctor Who, they can actually become women as well. Like, a man can, uh regenerate into a woman and the fact when when that that whole idea was introduced a lot of people were like really okay i guess uh sex doesn't matter between the uh two or whatever but okay people accepted it with missy for the most part being the fact that she was a regeneration of the master but at the same time, I wasn't sure like how a lot of people re- uh, really felt about that whole idea that a uh, male doctor can regenerate into a female or a female can regenerate into a male, so on. You get the point. But this whole concept was just so new. And just now that we actually did get the female doctor, it's just crazy. And I wanted to break this part down into... And just talk about everything that I have seen so far with Jodie Whittaker. Because me, I am a pro Jodie uh, uh, fan of the show and everything. I know a lot of people 
just the concept that they did this are backing out and everything, saying Doctor Who is dead, RIP and everything. But me, I'm personally pro Jodie Whittaker because I think that she can and will do a good job. But the little bits that we have seen was in the Chris at the end of the Christmas special last year, twice uh, upon a time when uh, Peter Capaldi's Doctor met the original first Doctor, played by what's it, David Bradley, I believe. Uh, but either way, right at the end, you see Peter Capaldi uh, regenerate into Jodie Whittaker's form of the Doctor, and you just see a little bit of her about, you know, and then she just says, "Brilliant!" As soon as she like. Uh, season realizes that she has now be that she is now a she and she is a woman in it all that and then you just see her fall out of the TARDIS but it with all that in mind that's you didn't really get a whole lot from that and then from that all the way up until like just pre before the uh, what was it? Comic-Con. When they released a lot of stuff there. They released the first official trailer there. Uh, we only got like a teaser trailer that was shown that like before the... I believe it was before Twice Upon a Time there. That uh, uh, they actually released a preview showing that Jodie Whittaker is going to be the new Doctor. You see her with the hood and everything, and you see the TARDIS, you see the key going in her hand and everything, and approaching, you just find out Jodie Whittaker uh, has been announced as the Doctor, which is crazy, and, but still, let's, but my general thoughts on all that before and everything wasn't much because there wasn't much to work with, but at the same time, I still had a good feeling about her as a doctor. But then we get the first teaser, which was, uh, what was it? See, it was the restaurant thing with each of those new companions when they introduced each of the companions. I believe there was going to be four, three or four, I believe it was I believe it's two, I believe it's four, uh, three men and, a, three men and a girl, uh, or it could be, uh, I think it's three, not four, right, uh, either way, we got to see and meet each of them at the Comic-Con, if you watch that whole, uh, uh, what, what, I'm losing some of my words, I'm trying to remember some of the words here for certain things the panel the panel for doctor who but uh if you were watching that you got to meet each of the actors and actresses except for the one he was he couldn't be there but you did get to see a little bit of him and like a snippet and everything that they showed there but uh either way we got to meet the companions in uh in the teaser trailer where you see the doctor kind of giving them a everything and then you just see a quick glimpse and it's just kind of like okay we're kind of getting an idea of what's a little bit more of what's to come with the new season with the new doctor but then when they finally released that first trailer we finally officially got to see 
a little more and I can definitely say that from what I saw from that first trailer getting to know and understand the concept a little bit of like oh of what's going on a little bit throughout it's it's pretty good it's it's not awful but within the trailer the second trailer that was just released pretty recently actually I actually pretty just watched it like just earlier today prior to recording this and I can definitely say that what they're putting into the new series is just a lot more epicness it feels a lot more like theatrical almost as if like they're because they have been making a lot of money especially within the recent years for Doctor Who and everything that they can afford uh, better stuff and they're keeping up a lot better with graphics and CGI making things look even better and everything a lot of, a little more better quality and everything uh, this new series already looks like a lot better quality which I was able to like see within that new trailer that was dropped but otherwise who knows how this whole series is gonna be uh, almost seems like that uh, they're getting a little cocky with the whole the doctor is now a female type of thing and everything and trying to like really shove that in all the everyone's faces especially the ones that uh, have given up on Doctor Who and are saying Doctor Who is now dead but otherwise uh, I hope Chris Chibnall the new uh, showrunner for the show can actually work well with them and everything I know he has uh, made some episodes in the past of uh, for with previous doctors and even on like Broadchurch and, and Torchwood and all that like he's from what I've seen with those episodes and everything are not bad but I hope he can uh, do some good work with this and if you want to know what the date that uh, new series is dropping it is Sunday October 7th that's all on Doctor Who that I wanted to talk about Oh, now I really wanted to get into, will the DC Extended Universe, uh, with the whole movies, all Batman stuff, is that really going to come to an end? Uh, and the reason behind that a lot of people are speculating that this might happen is because uh, earlier this week, we have heard that Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck have officially just left. They're, they're done, apparently. They are no longer going to play their roles as... Clark Kent Superman and Bruce Wayne Batman within these movies and for me that's disappointing because I personally didn't hate Henry Cavill as Superman uh, I think his uh, role within the Clark Kent aspect uh, he's trying to be like nerdier and everything as like Clark Kent whenever you do see that but it's it, the way he's acting and trying to personify that, especially with the way he looks to me, almost wasn't working completely. So, like, just, just his appearance, the way he comes off, like, he, as if, like, he's trying too hard to blend in. And whenever, like, I see, like, in the past, in, like, other iterations of Superman and everything, uh, 
Clark Kent has always been pretty good at being able to blend in for the most part and uh, try to actually uh, do that and actually be able to almost make Superman himself seem like a completely different person even though at the same time if you really look you can tell that they're the same person but either way and that's how I feel about Henry Cavill otherwise he actually wasn't a bad Superman uh, especially towards the end when in Justice League they finally did some justice uh, with him no pun intended but uh he, I feel like he finally really gave us that Superman that we really wanted, like towards the end and everything within Justice League. And that's one of the good aspects that I liked about Justice League. Just the way uh, that they were able to change Superman up and brighten him up and make him not as like dark and brooding as he was, as, as in like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I felt like that was just a bit over the top, but apparently the reason why Henry Cavill left is because uh, the directors for the new Shazam movie um, really wanted Superman to make an appearance in the movie because uh, Superman is looked up to by Billy, the main kid, uh, the and within the Shazam movie and everything. So when I Apparently the rumor is that when they asked him and uh, they didn't really ask him, they just said, hey, we need you in this movie for a cameo. But he was busy with doing this and everything. And plus, apparently they're not treating like their actors and their characters with respect over there, it feels like to me. So it just, that that just kind of fell apart. And it just it was just like, oh, sorry, I, I can't, if you're going to, do this bring uh, I'm done uh, I don't want to do this anymore so it's just like are they gonna recast Henry Cavill or recast Superman uh, with a different actor or are they just gonna call these movies uh, a quit after the release of Shazam or will they even finish up the flash uh, rumored to be flashpoint movie and everything but uh, who knows? But with Ben Affleck, we kind of saw that coming, though. Uh, he he was already talking about leaving to begin with, uh, just because even though I felt like he actually did a good job as both Bruce Wayne and Batman, especially with the type of Batman that we were getting—a more older, a little more brooding and everything, even more so than like the Dark Knight at times. He was, he was definitely a lot more experienced in everything, and I felt like he did a good job. In my opinion, I personally like that. I, I think he was the best part of Batman v Superman, just him and the whole Batman thing. But I thought he did a good job, but apparently he's just not feeling the role and just really isn't apparently excited and apparently the people that he has to work with and stuff he's not uh, uh, apparently super pleased or something with all this so like he's gone now which it's devastating because I was starting to actually finally have some faith within the DCEU because Aquaman doesn't look 
like that bad of a movie. It, it looks like it could be fun, especially since it's uh, gonna be directed by what's his name, the uh, not Sam Raimi, that's the one that did Spider-Man, but uh, James Wan from who did did uh, the movies like The Conjuring and Insidious and everything, and just knowing that and everything. Those were great movies, and I think James Wan is a great director, so I have faith that he'll do justice for Aquaman, and I hope that, based off of what we've seen within the trailer for Shazam, that Shazam could do well as well in its own right, but who knows if we're going to get much after these movies. It's, it's just kind of sad, and I... Hope that maybe uh, Warner Brothers and DC they can. Uh, I'm not saying that they can convince Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck to come back and actually try to uh, care about carrying on their roles or anything, but I think it'd be nice if maybe they did change their minds somehow and uh, start to have a little more faith within. Uh, the production, the directors, and just with this universe and everything, it's it's been rough because they they've been trying to play catch up with Marvel when they really shouldn't have been to begin with. If they really wanted to uh, do well within this extended universe that they were trying to build up and everything, they should have been able. They should have really taken a little more time to. Uh, care more about the characters, care about the uh, proper storytelling and everything. And they were just, Warner Brothers was just trying to throw all this together and say, this is uh, what we want. We need to catch up. We need to be good and better than Marvel. But clearly everything that they're doing, like, yes, they're big titles and everything that are bringing in money, but... The reception hasn't been great by any means and it's just sad and I don't hate all of these movies I like aspects of all of these different movies that have been released already um, like there's aspects of Suicide Squad aspects of uh, Batman v Superman Justice League uh, Wonder Woman is a fantastic movie by the way but uh man of even Man of Steel all of these movies like there's something about them that's just like there's a lot that's good about them but then there's a lot as well that's bad about them and all the thing is the problem is that all the bad is completely overshadowing all of the good so when people go back and uh, try to think about those films those movies that uh, they see that these movies are crap, like really fucking crap, ra rather than just seeing the good within the movie. And it's just sad. I <sighs> Because all I see, I, I like to see all the good in the movies because I understand that they're not great movies, but they're not complete trash either. But that's really all I have to say about all these movies. Uh, but if you're looking forward to Aquaman, then check uh, check out the movie when it comes out on December 14th this year. 
and Shazam is going to be dropping in spring in April 15th, 2019. Alright, now it's time to talk about this whole rap beef that with the whole Eminem versus MGK Machine Gun Kelly. It's... If you haven't heard about this already, it's... It's... It's pretty big with uh, news of music and everything. It's... It's just something that's happening. It really shouldn't be happening, but at the same time... Uh, it all started back in, what was it, 2012 with a tweet. Uh, MGK calls... Eminem's uh, daughter ha ha Haley hot and it's just and at the time she was underage she was 16 uh, but he tries to iterate it off as like it's a joke at, uh, and trying to respect him and everything and it's just kind of like you don't joke about that type of stuff that that's just wrong to begin with but uh, it started off with that Eminem didn't even uh, know about the tweet until like a couple years later like 2015 I believe it was he in 2014 2015 he didn't even know about the tweet but that's not the main reason why uh, anything at all but recently before the release of Eminem's Kamikaze and that whole album they apparently him and MGK were having other problems and other issues something about a, uh, I believe it was Machine Gun Kelly getting a Banned from Eminem's radio or whatever, not being allowed back on, but and with a lot of these problems occurring and everything, it's just Eminem just had a lot to say, and he put a lot of everything that he had to say, not only just about Machine Gun Kelly, but other rappers and other things in general, just on his new album, Kamikaze. And on the song Not Alike, he specifically this is and talks about Machine Gun Kelly. That was like almost the, his complete diss track just on him, period. And it's just like he came across respectful and everything. Like he, even Eminem might come across strong with his disses like that, but at the same time, you understand and get where they're coming from. But then, about what was it, two, three days later, Machine Gun Kelly drops his own diss track purely just about Eminem in response to the song called Rap Devil. And just the way, the way he talks and his, like, it comes across childish. And the whole song mostly comes across very childish. There's a lot of pro uh, problems and issues I have with Rap Devil, although... His flow is great. He has a good hook and everything. It's catchy. And it's not awful. Like, at the time, I'm just kind of like, ooh, wow, wow. It's just, it was just amazing at the time when I first heard it. Like, how he was coming across just within the track itself. But it, he did it so quickly and everything. Just, and... Most of what he was saying just sounded very childish. Like it, like yeah, it it, it was a diss track, but it just didn't work for me. It, at the same time, like he was, tr he literally just did it just uh, to make his name bigger. Like yes, he yes, Machine Gun Kelly had 
has his fan base and they're all like he's I, I didn't hate Machine Gun Kelly I didn't I didn't hate his music and everything but I almost lost all respect for him when he just came out with this song and his record label will let him do it and everything so it's just kind of like uh, okay so you're about to die because let everybody knows what happens when you try to diss Eminem. Eminem pretty much kills you. Like, look at what happened to Ja Rule and Ray Benzino. Like, with Nail in the Coffin and the Warning and stuff like that. Talk about uh, McCann and Mariah Carey and all that. Just ruining so much there. Uh, just, just how Eminem has a reputation for destroying so many rappers and people's careers uh, when they go after him and everything it's just crazy just it really is crazy how about just his reputation with being able to just come out and destroy all these rappers and all these people's careers it's it's amazing that he can do that but Literally, all Machine Gun Kelly wanted to do was just make his name bigger because he was mentioned in the song, and now he does this diss track just so we can uh, get bigger hits. Like this is the biggest song like in that he's ever had. It's gone like super viral and everything. So yes, good for him. You're getting the attention that you're asking for because of this. But by the and it's just there's just so much to this. It's just insane. But then Eminem, with a lot of thinking, finally about a week and a half later, responds with his track "Kill Shot," which, which to me, I think it wasn't like as catchy and everything as like Rap Devil, but it's not a, it, it's it's not bad. The substance is a lot better. He really uh, nails it and pretty much. Uh, calling Machine Gun Kelly out for being ch very childish and treating this as just like a childish game and everything like and just how MGK always looked up to Eminem and now he's trying to diss him and all this it's like this whole thing I don't think should be happening but I hope Machine Gun Kelly uh, realizes what he did in that his career might actually be over because apparently he even tried performing Rap Devil at his one of his concerts when he was opening up for Fall Out Boy. And in the process, he got booed off stage. Uh, he, he, he was getting booed the whole time throughout the song. And uh, like I understand a lot of the people that were there went to see Fall Out Boy, not him. And they just had no respect uh like like they had no respect for him and but did he really deserve the respect for trying to do all this it it's hard to say but these are just some of my thoughts it's it might sound like just a bunch of rambling but just all of this is just a bit confusing but i think eminem deserves the final win. I hope this doesn't go on any longer. 
but at the same time, who knows if MGK's career is over or not. We'll, we'll see in the future, but that's everything that I really wanted to say with Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly and this whole rap beef. Now, while we're on the topic of music, I'd like to introduce you guys to a segment that I wanted to try that was suggested by a friend for actually a YouTube video, but I felt like uh, it, a video wouldn't have done enough justice, and instead because of the fact that on my YouTube channel I'm doing primarily reviews and rankings now, I feel like this would work a lot better over here on my podcast to begin with. And I like to call this, Are They Still a Band? And today I am talking about the band Good Charlotte. Are they still around? Are they still a band? Are they still up and working? Now, before I get more into on Good Charlotte, I did want to uh, mention and say in general that although it's called Are They Still a Band, doesn't mean that I'm excluding other like solo artists. I can still talk about solo artists and what they're up to, what they are doing. So, just so you know, I'm not counting them out, but right now I'm talking about Good Charlotte. So, are they still a band? As far, well, not as far as I know, but uh, I know for a fact that, yes, they are still a band. They're still recording. They did go on hiatus after their Cardiology album back in 2010, but from that point forward, just mainly the Madden brothers, Joel and Denji, they kind of like did their own thing. They still kind of stayed in music, but they didn't really keep the band working and moving. Uh, Joel uh, used some of his vocals and featured in some tracks and stuff. Uh, like like on uh, Bail You Out on All Time Lows uh, uh, 2015 album, Future Hearts. But from that point forward, they also did get back together. And they have released two uh, studio albums since they got back together in 2015. They released uh, their they had their 2016 release, and they just dropped a new album just what was it, a week week or two ago uh, called Generation RX. So there are a few songs on that new record that are actually pretty good that I've heard already. I have not given the record a full listen to yet. So, if you want a review of that, I will probably, once I finally uh, listen through the album, I probably will uh, provide a YouTube video on my channel of, of how I feel about that album. Until then, let's take a quick break while I get things together and get set up for um, my final segment about the Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Online. Hey guys, I'm back. I am here by myself to talk about the Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Online and my thoughts about everything with that and just how I really feel about everything. I, the Nintendo Direct happened, what was it, over a week ago now for sure. But uh, in the Nintendo Direct, we got 
that trailer about Nintendo Online, we got a few other games that were announced too that a lot of people are probably very excited about. Uh, we got confirmations from certain games and stuff too that were rumored. Uh, so I want to talk about some of those games that were rumored and how I feel about that. Uh, one, game, one of the big games that was rumored was uh, New Super Mario Brothers U was getting uh, some deluxe treatment on the Switch, which actually ended up happening. A lot of people were saying that this may or may not happen, but but it happened. That's We're getting that this January. Uh, a lot of people were speculating that it was going to happen sooner, that we were gonna, it was going to drop uh, around the ho- uh, more around the holiday season, end of November and December. But I guess uh, they're trying to make sure that Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee and Let's Go, Pikachu and uh, Smash Brothers would both get the, uh, uh, their spotlight spotlight a lot more during that time because those are those are the big games that they're looking uh, for into and everything for the coming holiday season and they want to make sure those get like get their spotlight but other than that we also got uh, confirmation of the new Yoshi game title uh, we knew that the Yoshi game was coming and it was delayed a little bit but we officially got now a title and it's called Yoshi's Crafted World and it's gonna be coming coming out in spring 2019 so I think that that'll be an interesting game. I've never played a Yoshi game before, but I'm definitely interested and I feel like this new Yoshi game could be something that can maybe get me into some of these old Yoshi games and maybe want to give some of these old ones a shot. And it just looks like a very unique, well-created game. Just the graphics alone look really cool. And the concept of like being able to flip around and play the uh, level backwards and everything just seems pretty cool as well. Uh, We also uh, got some confirmation about Final Fantasy games coming to the Switch. Uh, The thing, the one that we knew was coming was, um, what was it? It was the Final Fantasy not Crystal Chronicles, like that that one was announced, but uh the Final Fantasy fifteen Pocket Edition. Uh we knew that was coming, but nobody really cared because it's pocket edition and it's just kinda like like yeah, it's the story but the graphics and the visuals aren't as appealing as the original game itself and it's it's kinda like a dumb slightly dumbed down version of fifteen. And nobody really cares that much about that, except for maybe a few exceptions of people and stuff. Uh, people that are into the games, and maybe some people like the art style, but the art style isn't for me. But otherwise, that game was announced, was officially announced. Crystal Chronicles, some other, uh, uh, some other weird art art style. Final Fantasy game was announced as well, along with a bunch of other Final Fantasy games 
Final Fantasy 12, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 9, and Final Fantasy 10, and Final Fantasy 10 2. So we get all of those games coming to the Switch and over abundance of Final Fantasy games. All of these are coming. It's insane by just how many we're actually getting. It's Square Enix just with their release of Octopath Traveler over the center. Uh, it immediately did fantastic and they looked at the game and probably looked at Final Fantasy and they're like, this game is selling. It's working. So what do we do? Let's release Final Fantasy games for the Switch. So it only made sense and it was only a matter of time before uh, they actually decided to release anything, which is just amazing and I'm happy that they did so. So I but 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 the thing is I've never really been in into like Final Fantasy games. Like I've always been kind of interested in giving them a try, but I haven't played any. So if I'm gonna get any of the games, I will probably pick up 12 because I've heard a lot of great things about that one, and maybe give that game a try. Even if maybe I'll probably actually if there's a demo for any of the games, I might actually try to pick up the demo so I don't like waste money or anything on one of the titles and end up not really playing it or enjoying it so that that's just me though so that's all for the final fantasy stuff uh let's get into some of the big announcements that were announced uh luigi's mansion 3 like right off the bat they start off with luigi's mansion and it's, it's kind of like Okay, are they promoting like a third one for like the 3DS, or are they uh, re-promoting the original, uh, which is coming to the 3DS, or what exactly is this? And it's just, and it's it's Luigi's Mansion 3 coming to the Switch, and it, it's great. I love the original uh, Luigi's Mansion game. Uh, I never got to play Dark Moon on the 3DS. I do not have a 3DS, so. That's probably one of the biggest reasons why, but I've heard good things about the game, so, and I don't know how we just mentioned through this going to be, but I'm excited, I'm interested in what the story for this new one is going to be like, and I am just very overall interested in just the new game, but other than that, we also get the announcement of of uh, Animal Crossing. New Animal Crossing coming to the Switch. A lot of people are probably really excited for this because for some reason, like I never really thought before that it was that big of a game, but it has a huge following of people that just love those games. And like, I guess I get it. It's a Nintendo uh, IP that for some reason has always done very well and I've always wanted to try one of the Animal Crossing games, but I've never had the opportunity to actually do so. So I'm hoping that when this game does come out, that I can get the game and give this game a try because I I, I do really want to get into try to get into some Animal Crossing stuff. But the funniest part was the fact that 
they kind of like teased us and they're like, oh hey, Animal Crossing, but no, Isabella is now a new fighter in Smash, and so it's kind of like, oh, yay, Isabella in Smash. Like, there's bro, pro, there's definitely people out there that were very surprised, surprised and supportive of Isabella in Smash, and then everybody else is, is kind of like, we knew we were gonna get. Uh, yeah, everybody else was probably thinking like we knew we were probably gonna get a new uh, fighter in Smash, but they did. They ha did not expect it to be Isabella from Animal Crossing out of all the characters to put in. They clearly did not expect that. I didn't expect it. I thought it was just a trailer for Animal Crossing at first, and I'm like, oh shit, people are gonna be upset. Set. And then after that, and when they did actually release, I'm like, oh, you Nintendo teasers. There's uh, <laughs> people from Nintendo that actually make these tracks are quite something else. Um, but overall, within that Nintendo Direct, I was actually fairly pleased with how it turned out. Probably one of the best Nintendo Directs within the last year. Uh, whether or not we got Oh, announcements of the new games that we wanted and such. We still got enough surprises. We still got enough to get excited about. They really showed off and they really didn't focus on the 3DS that much, which was a very good thing. Very good thing. But one of the big things that they did advertise for on the Direct was the release of the Nintendo Online Service. Now this is a paid service, kind of like Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network and everything. It's it's now Nintendo is now making you pay for their online services after being free for a year and a half. But they were talking about doing this. Uh, way beforehand it just wasn't ready and because of that people still got to play online for free for a year and a half instead of the six months that they initially planned so which i guess if they would have had things ready earlier on that it probably wouldn't have seemed and has been as bad but just because of the fact that they did a uh, have a lot of things that they were still working on with it and trying to figure out like pricing and such it's it it just a lot of people are just really doubting it really not super like into it and everything and a lot of people are saying that it sucks but me personally I want to be able to play games online I want to be able to do stuff and uh, have exclusive offers and everything so I I paid for the subscription I mean it's twenty dollars for a whole year it's that's not much for a whole year unlike some of these other subscriptions for uh, other systems like Xbox Microsoft and all that stuff but for this I honestly don't think it's bad at all so and for what you get it's okay it's just the fact that nintendo never had this type of service before which really throws you guys every throws us for a loop and everything 
now they are and you have to pay to play online uh, yes you do get exclusive updates exclusive content and stuff uh, like the NES controllers you can uh, buy and play the NES games you can play specific NES titles with the NES classics app and everything and they'll be updated in the library and everything with games so over time nobody knows if they're ever gonna like upgrade to like SNES or even get into like N64 or possibly GameCube games eventually that's I know a lot of people want that I mean I would love that too I would love to be able to play with things like uh, Mario 64 uh, some Star Fox games and like uh, some Luigi's Mansion or something on my Switch. That would be amazing, but at this point, nothing of that caliber is, is confirmed at all. So, but with my experience of using the online uh, so far, is it's average, and for being as cheap as it is. Uh, at this point, I expect nothing more than average, which is which is uh, pretty understandable. So it's nothing like super exciting, but at the same time, it's it's just this. Uh, I'm sorry if I just seem kind of off. I'm watching a really weird episode of South Park at the same time on the TV that is muted. So. Uh, it's, yeah, so if my mind just is kind of like weird and wandering, apparently, it's because of South Park. But, otherwise, back to the Nintendo Online. I could, I can definitely say that Nintendo Online was very, it's, it's just something that a lot of us are very unsure of still, whether or not they're going to do updates to it include a little more or what we'll find out in the future it's average it's okay but nothing is fantastic all right guys that's all that i've got i hope you guys enjoyed this uh that's everything that i wanted to cover in this first episode of ogre booth and i hope you really enjoyed it if you like what you've heard then please let me know on twitter by using hashtag heyshrek and follow me there at outcast092 with a c in outcast and if you have any suggestions you can uh, also um, email me at, at ogrebooth at gmail.com uh, so if, you have, if there's something you want me to talk about just you, you can either hit me up on Twitter or you can uh, email me, whichever way is preferable for you. But thank you for listening and just have a great week. And I'll be back next Sunday with another episode. Thanks for listening.